Honey, the other night, describe the sound Franny was making with her teeth in the <gasps> bath. No, I, it just made me shiver thinking about it. You can't even think about that sound of just <laughs> grinding. She was grinding her top middle and bottom middle teeth oh. side to side. And like looking at me dead in my eyes too. Just like. <laughs> it just sounded like like nails oh. on a chalkboard <laughs> mixed with concrete on concrete grinding on the street. Like a like a metal dump truck rattling down the road. It was horrible. I ran out of the bathroom and I said, you have to go take her out. I'm like, I can't. I cannot be around her doing yeah, this. You left her unsupervised in the bathroom. And I said, I kept like, as if I was talking to an adult. I was like, please stop, Franny. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome to Who Cares. On this episode, we're going to talk about child rearing. As usual. We're going to catch you up on what's going on in our lives. Our bodies. And we're going to tell you about the first time either of us ever had SEX. Oh my when God. When we lost our virginity. So thanks for listening and enjoy. Who cares about Ross and Patrick? I don't care. Yeah, like who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so like who cares? Who cares? We care. Gross. (laughs) I haven't brushed my teeth and they're gross. Do they look it? Do they feel furry? You know when they feel furry? Yeah. They feel like that? Yeah. How do they smell though? Who can never be sure? And are they wet? Folks, welcome to the show. This is the Who Cares Podcast. I'm Ross. And I'm Patrick. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. We're back. How's it going? We're back, friends. How's your Producers, we're back. Producers Club? Producers, have you produced much lately? I think it's time to ask yourselves yeah. where are we at in our production. How's the production in your own production and your own life? So yeah, we're back. We're here. It's a uh, Thursday morning um, when we're recording. Yeah, what time is it? It could be anywhere between 7 a.m. and 10 a.m. in my mind. You're pretty close. We're pretty close to 10. So we're on the back end of that. Mm. If I were Jack Reacher, military fiction action star, Jack Reacher, (laughs) I would know exactly what time it is just by the inside of my head. Like, I don't need clocks. Also known as your brain? Yeah. Some people call it your brain. I call it the inside of my head. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Jack Reacher just knows what time it is at all times. That's because he drinks his coffee black. Absolutely nothing else in it. Nothing at all. We've got Peggy here with us today. What's up, Peg? She's exhausted. She's got a limp. She's got an injury. She's got a little bit of a limp right now. Uh, We're hoping just some good, solid rest. I keep looking over to the side because that's where she is. Okay, producers? Uh, Friends in daycare. Mm -hmm. And Patrick and I are just sitting here. Grinding out another pod. (laughs) This is how we do it. We're just grinding them out every day. We're like, let's do another one. <laughs> let's grind. Kind of like Tony Hawk. Did we watch the documentary last night? <laughs> we sure did. Yeah, you couldn't stop. You were like, I would like to watch this skateboarding. Uh, of course, my whole like it was interesting on some level. And I did grow up a little bit around those kids. Not like seriously, but there were some like hotties in my middle school and high school that were like of that. It was like a sub genre. Yeah. Um, but I knew that hot dudes were into it. Skating. Yeah. When I was like in eighth and ninth grade, yeah. I'm like where my hot dudes skater bros at. Yeah. Um, but of course, being who I am watching that documentary, I'm like, I did see some men of color, predominantly white men, but I did surprisingly see some men of color. Not a lady in sight. Mm. No, yeah. like unless they were getting their body signed by their skateboard hero. Yeah, they were they were skate groupies. <laughs> if there were women, they were skate groupies. Yeah. So that was a bit glaring, but it is an interesting tale. I fell asleep, but it is an interesting tale. Yeah, we tale. gotta finish part two tonight. We're gonna Excuse me, I'm drinking out of my iced coffee. I don't know if you know, but I'm officially a mom. I match my iced coffee. I don't know what accent I'm going into. My iced coffee 
cup. Cup. Travel, my travel, travel cup, cup to my nails now. And your, and your purse. And my purse. I pulled out my cup on the subway yesterday, and I, I looked down. I said, well, my word, what have I done? Mm-hmm. What have I done? And then you took out a pack of cools and smoked them right there yeah. on the train. <laughs> I was like, you know what? COVID be damned. This is who I am now. I'm chewing gum. I'm smoking cools, and I got my matching mug. Purse and core. My car is I'm a, really into teal. Is teal <laughs> you got a teal Dodge Neon out front. That is actually the type of car I would have loved as a child. I was obsessed with like why, who knows? A turquoise Saturn. We had a turquoise Dodge Neon, which I believe the Saturn was like the same car. They were in the same family. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they don't make Saturns anymore. No. No. Dolores has a Saturn. Welcome to Car Talk, everybody. <laughs> Dolores, in fact, I think she has the last Saturn. The on last Earth. Saturn that requires diesel. What? <laughs> Wait, the SUV is a Saturn? Yes. And it's a diesel car? Yes. Yes, and she that. accidentally put real gas in it not that long ago and, like, had to have it towed. <laughs> yeah, that, you can't do that. <laughs> Anywho, where are we? What's happening? I thought we were coming into this episode with a hot topic. Well, we are, but you still have to, like, catch, catch up. up. Catch up. Like, we don't just launch. We don't dive in. No, you got to give the producers what they want. You got to give them something to produce. Yes. Okay. All right? Okay. Well, what else is happening? Is the, oh my god! Is, how's your? Can daughter? I get a new co-host, please? How's your daughter been? Uh, how has my daughter been? Well, she got bit. She oh, got she bit. did. She got bit. Came home yes two days ago you with bit. a freaking bite mark on the side of her head. I'm still amazed. Where's, where's daycare? Oh, San Quentin. <laughs> That's where she goes to daycare. Rikers. Um. I'm still impressed that this other child managed to get the grip in the place where he got it, which is on her fucking temple. Yeah, it's her temple. Like, between the eye and where her hair starts. Like, teeth up to, like, the flat temple. I mean, there is skin to latch onto there. God, that must have hurt. It's so sensitive right there. Maybe it started as a hickey. Like, he he sucked in the flesh. And then clamp down oh with God. teeth. According to daycare, it all happened so fast. There were several adults around, and we definitely do not blame them. Like, kids are out of their fucking minds. So, and the other child's parents were there. So yeah. it was like everyone was there that needed to be there to like make sure that that doesn't happen. But like, this kid and, is Spider Man. And why were they there? Because we told them to go. No, they were there. Because the day before, he bit someone else. Oh, it's splitting between the floors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's two floors in her daycare. Well, they were. There. I, I thought they were there to observe him because he had bit someone the day before. I, I think it was something like that. They like had tried him Either out way, on the first. He's a repeat offender is what he I'm is. getting at. He is a repeat offender. And we know these parents not well, but we like know them from the neighborhood. And we were the ones that were like, oh, my God, this daycare is great. You got to send him there. So we know the parents. Yeah. We sent him toward destruction and violence toward our own child you gonna want to go to a magic strike that we don't want to tell them where it is did you see the time yeah i'll bleep i'll bleep it we gotta for security purposes we can't be saying the name of our daycare no 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 like truly um we're like you're gonna want to go to this daycare okay Mm -hmm. you're gonna want to get this is the one you're gonna want to go real you want to put your child real close to fran Mm mm-hmm I do remember him being possessive with toys at the playground. And that was like. Well, that's and some that's, other scuttlebutt. That's what we transpired. Put it together that he is a park biter. We know another <laughs> child. So, so she was actually his third victim that we yeah. know of. I mean, that, that's the thing with these cold cases. There could be more these cold cases. cases. There could be more out there. And that's why we want to. That's why we uncover these Aww. stories here on the true crime bite true crime who cares bite podcast the the true crime you got bit podcast you bit you bit (laughs) which is a reference to community parks and rec community 
I was watching a lot of community in postpartum mm. and uh, it goes on a very weird turn, but the first or second season are quite funny. And Have you been dabbling in 30 Rock again? Yeah, I've been falling asleep to it. Because I notice it come up on whatever Netflix. service. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, she's rolled over on her side. Like you live a whole other life on that side of the bed. <laughs> I don't know what you get up to after we both are in bed. I'm reading my Jack Reacher's yeah. on my Kindle. We're backs to each other. Backs We're like, to each other. bye. And you're just going down this it puts dirty me, rock rabbit hole. It puts me right to sleep. Although it is not as enjoyable this time around with all of Alec Baldwin's like oddities. Like I'm having a hard time enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not really enjoying it. I'm just falling asleep to it. <laughs> so... Um, so anyway, Fran's feeling better. She's physically healthier, yes. except she kept, keeps getting attacked by a, a an alligator child. But she's okay, and we're all doing we're all doing okay. I think yeah. like things the tides have turned. We've been all healthy for a while now. Fran's been this is like she's finishing up her second week in a row of daycare. Mm-hmm. Um. I've been working. Yeah. You've been working like kind of business as usual. Mm-hmm. All right. So nice talking with you guys. <laughs> Talk to you next week on who cares. That's the thing about uh, sometimes you just don't care what your friends have to say. You're like, all right, yeah, give me the update, but I'll pretend like I'm paying attention, but I don't really care. So we're just giving you th- these moments to like, not it's just care. a few moments. Yeah. 10 minutes. Big whoop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we are, we're thinking about dabbling into topics. Oh, topics. Producers. Producers, what give do you this, think? Give this show some structure. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? I mean, feel free to push back. You like the unhinged, uh, what's it called? <sighs> what is that phrase? Fever dream. Patter, patter. Fever dream. Oh. I like to say that we, we do a fever dream. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm so tired. I'm still so tired. That hasn't changed. I'm so tired that I can't even remember the phrase fever dream. The fatigue never goes away. No. No, it's deep. Impenetrable. I assume death in general begins when the life of your child begins. So your death starts (laughs) when the child is born. And this fatigue that we're feeling of like being parents of a toddler is just slowly like cranking up you know we're at a we're at a fatigue level of one right now it feels like we're at a 10 but we're actually at a one and it will just slowly creep up to 10 11 12 in our waning years of life until fatigue and tiredness just turns into heartbeat stops permanent (laughs) sleep (laughs) that's what death is right you just fall asleep forever dirt nap the the long sleep. The long slumber. Here's some things. The permanent slumber. Before we get into our hot goss, which is not what the topic is, but whatever. Gonna, I hate myself, okay? <laughs> I'm going to just sit back and watch you totally <laughs> lose it. All right. Here's what's been going on in my life that, like, you have nothing to do with okay let's hear it i went to yoga the other day for the first time in like ages meanwhile i'm teaching yoga not taking yoga which feels (laughs) sort of like (laughs) which feels sort of like you're like yes i'm a car salesman never drove a car like that is how it kind of feels right now set foot in one in my so i was like i should go to a class i mean mind you I felt very competent teaching my class last week to a whopping five students, which was the most I've taught in quite a while. Um, but it did feel strange to be like, I'm not even practicing. Like, this mm-hmm. is bizarre. So anyways, I went to class on Tuesday and um, it was great. It fucking rocked my bod. It was very challenging in like uh, an approachable way, which is my fave. Yeah. Um, I really liked the teacher. She was very, uh, I was a lot of like, wow, this teacher is so good and seasoned and like well-spoken, but it felt inspiring, yeah. not 
you know, making myself not compare feel- and despair. No, I was like, oh, this is like why I need to be in class to like mm-hmm. hear how other teachers are doing it, be reminded. Anyway, and then Shavasana hits, mm-hmm. and the tears. And that's when you're just laying at the end. Yes, Shavasana speaking. Actually, I just did a seamless, seamless segue without realizing it. As you're talking about slow death, Shavasana, final rest Mm. at the end of a yoga class. Okay. That's what it translates to final rest. Something like that. From Sanskrit. See, this is why I need a refresher course. I'm like, yeah, I think, I don't know. I don't use Sanskrit. Anyway. Um. I teach you to gym. Nobody mm. wants to hear Sanskrit. Um, so, yeah, the tears come. And I kind of had a feeling because I hadn't done yoga in so long. I'm on the rag that like the body. That means period. The body was going to open, yeah. you know, and be like, you've needed this. Right. So she's just crying by she. I mean, me <laughs> in Shavasana quietly. I'm yeah. not trying to draw attention. You're not to myself. sobbing. No, no, mat. no. But I'm doing like, you know, like a per like you're supposed to be relaxing in this pose. And I'm doing like a pursed lip like, <laughs> you know, so it's like not relaxing. <laughs> but it the lady's is like, are you having a seizure? <laughs> is your blood sugar low? Are you epileptic? Trying not to like sniffle too much. And um. But I like I like that release. I clearly my body needed it and some like like yoga for me is a spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. And moving my body and like getting out of my mind, connecting to my breath, I realized how disconnected from my body I have been in that specific way. And that I have not like appreciated my body for like everything that it does for mm-hmm. me. That it's like this very capable thing I've been given. Yeah. That like even with my injuries and whatnot, um, like I can go to a yoga class and move my body in these ways. And like I birthed a child. I'm taking care of my family. Like it's capable of all these things. I don't know. I was just having this sort of like realization of yeah. like I need to appreciate this body and all that it's seen me through which I don't know I know that's maybe a little woo woo for some of our producers but I haven't gotten to that place in a long time and it felt quite nice to yeah. recognize it but also um what like a phrase or like idea that kept coming into my mind while I was laying on the floor of this yoga studio crying <laughs> was like, um, I have forgotten to take care of myself. Mm. Like I've just forgotten. And I started thinking about like, there was a period a few years ago where I was doing yoga so much anytime I traveled anywhere, I went and found a yoga studio that I liked. Like it was such a inherent yeah. part of me inherent is that the right word um that that i really like turned to it for solace and it just provided me with so much and i just kind of like and i think that it's fair that i haven't like had that practice in a while with the pandemic and having a baby but i think i just realized how much i genuinely need it to feel good and um I don't know. It was like, if I'm going to teach, I should practice, but also I just should practice because I think that actually is like one of the only touchstones to spirituality for me that like deeply resonates. Yeah. And I think especially now since I've had a baby too, where I'm like, this body is capable of so much, (laughs) you know? And I, I don't, not that you're incapable if you are not able to have a child, but just in my own reflection, I'm like, I was a little like having all these moments of like, wow. Yeah. For all I, cause I think I spend so much time being like, oh, I wish it looked this way. I wish it looked that way. I wish my neck didn't hurt. I wish this, that, that, that you know, all the compare and despair and wishing that you were younger and this and that. And I was just like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> like yeah. what my body is capable of. And I need to like pay it some 
gratitude by yeah, yeah. moving it. Well, and like the classic uh, cliche or whatever of like my body, my temple. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, we got to like sweep up inside the temple. <laughs> yes, like, it needed a good cleaning. My temple is just covered, like the floor is covered in empty <laughs> Haagen-Dazs pints. Like just the so old many. CD cases I used to snort cocaine off of were just like. <laughs> yeah, you're just crackling through, walking through to like spend time in your temple. I, it's just donut wrappers and empty coffee cups. Uh yeah, I I hear you. I think that's great that you went and had that moment. Yeah, a good it was cry. It was good. It was good. And then I'm also just um, flirting and sexting with women on apps. Yeah. So and that definitely feels like a lot more just like let me check the fuck mm-hmm. out. So that's what I've been up to. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is how I find out my wife is sexting again. Wow. Uh, I wouldn't even say that much, honestly. It's more just like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. (laughs) You should open with that. Like, don't even, don't even send messages. Just send a little video clip of you going, ah. Yeah, I'm trying to create a bit moji that's like, (laughs) (laughs) well, I I moved my body yesterday in a way that felt rejuvenating and fun uh i rollerbladed <gasps> that's right i went rollerblading and i uh i loved rollerblading as a teenager and i got let's my get blades back to play yes <laughs> let's get back to play let's turn this temple kip Geddes has a great joke he says i want to turn my temple into a bouncy house uh you know, like a kid's bouncy house. Yeah. He says it better. I was going to say, is there a joke? The context or? he says it in is like, uh, whatever. I smoke so much weed. I, I don't know what his joke was. Anyway, the it's point good. Is, trust me. The point is that I, uh, yeah, I was on a Zoom writing thing yesterday. And I, I mentioned to Rich, who I write with a lot, that you said that thing the other day. You were like, I feel like you're. I said, I really think I need a shower recently, Mm -hmm. right, to you. And you were like, I feel like you're gross more often than you're clean lately, (laughs) which is true. Like, That's something you want to hear from your wife. (laughs) I am am down to sometimes two showers a week. And sometimes that shower is a bath. And a bath is just dirt soup. (laughs) It is. It is. It's supposed to be relaxing, not like particularly cleansing yeah it's a stew and i (laughs) i I mentioned that to rich what you said about like how i'm more dirty than i am clean usually and uh and he was like oh you don't you're not like going to the gym like because he goes to the (laughs) gym like every day you know oh gay men in their lives how interesting yeah and oh you're not going to the i'm like do you know he does he know you yeah i don't know (laughs) So I said, uh, you know what? Maybe I'll go rollerblading. I'll, I'll like just get out there because I've been thinking about it. I've, I got the blades years ago with you. You remember. And you are exceptional. I'm a good skater. Exceptional. Uh, so I, yeah, I bladed. Well, first I was like, and then I get off the Zoom with him. I'm like, I'm not going to go get the rollerblades. I got to rotate the wheels. I don't want to go down <laughs> to the cage in the basement to get them. I was almost just- tempted to ask you what rotating the wheels like why or what that is. And then I realized I don't care. You don't care. Continue. They, well, they cone up is why. Um, Ew, I don't like that. Coning? So, oh, something about it is terrible. All, all wheels need rotation. Whoa. Even your car's, your car's wheels coning. need rotation. Coning. Please continue. That's interesting that that grosses you out. Uh, we'll get to the teeth grinding you witnessed yesterday. <laughs> um Anyway, I yeah, I then I'm like, I'm not going to go fucking rollerblade. So I go back and forth in my head. I waffle around about what I should be doing with my time in general. And then with the body stuff, it's like, yeah, I feel like shit. I don't like how I look either, which I know shouldn't matter. Uh, I don't yada, yada, yada. So then I'm like, well, you know, I'll just go to the gym. We have a gym in this building. I'll go to the gym. I'll work out. Then I can get back to writing. Uh, I go to the gym and I'm like on the rowing machine. I'm like doing some bench pressing. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing in here? Like I, it's beautiful outside. I had this vision of rollerblading. 
I'm going to go get those skates. Execute the vision. So I waffle back to rollerblading. I get the skates. I come up here. I rotate the wheels. And I skate over to a one o'clock AA meeting in the neighborhood. Did you wear a helmet? No helmet. And I just skated into the meeting. I left the skates <laughs> on. I opened the door. A person is up there speaking. I'm, I'm late because I rotated my and wheels. you're like, quiet. Oh, not quiet, because there's a steep set of stairs to go into this place. <laughs> so I'm, I'm clutching the handrail. I should have just grinded down the handrail into the space. Yeah, dude. Fucking Tony Hawk, bro. like played a fucking guitar solo. And it'd be like, what's up? I'm Patrick, and I'm an alcoholic, and I love to shred. Uh, anyway. Sober dates this. <laughs> Sponsors this. <laughs> My sponsor is Dave and also Rollerblade Wheels. Unless they're coned. Unless they're coned. <laughs> FR was the cool Rollerblade wheel brand. Oh, my God. FR stood for Fuck Rollerblade. You? Anyway. <laughs> Sidestepping down the stairs. Yeah, just like <laughs> click, click, click. <laughs> Click, click, click. And it's like a tinny stare, right? Yeah, it's like and, a metal. And it's a tiny room. It's like a, like, <gasps> like there's like 30, oh. 30 people. Wow. Like crammed together. That's great. So, yeah. And then, and then it just felt good. And I, uh, I, I, I know I look ridiculous on rollerblades. I got made fun of for it when I was a teenager. Mm. I get made fun of it for it as an adult. But I'm like finally coming to this place of like, I'm 41 this body is going to keep declining if I don't use it. It's like use it or lose it, right? Yeah. And it is a use it or lose it <laughs> I, situation. I need to use it. I want to be. I want to be like having fun times into my sixties. Yeah. You know, like I, I love. We're gonna long, be old parents. <laughs> I mean, I, I luckily I walk a lot right now. Like walking, <laughs> friend, to daycare. What's so funny about me walking a lot? I don't- <laughs> that thing at least i have that is what i'm getting yes at. i know I know it's not exercise per se but no, you're people... moving your body you're moving yeah. your body it's true so anyway i rollerbladed maybe i'll blade today or tonight Fuck it. maybe i go out at night you know no you're not bleeding at night maybe I... I get reflective gear and a helmet. use it or lose it does not apply t- like yeah you're gonna lose it and then i'm like dealing with your remains on the fucking side of Knickerbocker Avenue. Just if I if that the worst does happen, just please, please, please bury me in my rollerblades. Wear a helmet. I don't have one. Well you gotta get the gray one, no? Oh yeah, I have that. Yeah, yeah. you so yes, you have a helmet, actually. I don't want a blade in my helmet. You have to I'm just going up the street. In the bike lane. If I were blading around, would you want me in a helmet? Not you. You would need a helmet. You're not steady. On I just wheels. did an enormous eye roll. Okay, just to so the visual is painted. But anyway, I woke up today with a nice, a, a nice little slight pain in my pecs from yeah. the twenty or so presses I did, and my glutes and my thighs feel nice from blading. So. Use it or lose it. Yeah. Great. So, you didn't cry, though. Yeah, and then I was just overcome. I was in my post-rollerblade shavasana pose. <laughs> just, you cried I on your way down it. the stairs, sidestepping into the meeting. Um, What about on therapy the other day? Did you weep any tears? No, therapy was very, like, logistical. Like, let's regroup. What are the goals? What are the... What are the next steps, et cetera? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to see if you're like crying or like, you know, having moments. Yeah. You want emotional, you want emotional dumps. I want emotional workouts. Where, what do you think I should be crying about? Oh, and I'll the let, list. And I'll, let, <laughs> and I'll let you know if I'm close. No, I don't think there's anything you should be crying about. We good. But times maybe we did cry when we lost our virginity oh topic time seamless segue <laughs> get out your cups of tea for topic time y'all. we only we only caught up and told our life stories for the first half of the podcast now second half 
We're going back to the archives. Going back to the archives where it all began. Like we're certain we've probably touched on these stories in episodes past, but moving forward with who cares or whatever this podcast becomes, we we need to structure these episodes. So (laughs) Ross had the brilliant idea of like, maybe we just do some general topics sometimes. And she suggested that maybe we share our losing our virginity stories on this episode. Sexy, very sexy. Sexual. If there's anything not sexy it's losing your virginity like that's maybe time. like the yeah. least sexy sex yeah. you'll ever have. yeah yeah my i tried to my, make mine very sexy take it from the top Let's which go. is which is always a mistake when you try to make it something that it's just not I going can't to be wait to hear what 17 I was 18 because 18 it was the year old summer, Patrick thought was trying to be sexy. Summer after high school ended. I was There we are. I was done with high school. Paint I had it. a I had a girlfriend. I thought uh we were both virgins. I think I found out <gasps> later that she was not, but oh I don't want to say that's for God. sure. I just I, I just think I heard through the grapevine that whatever. And then Like fuck these people too. I also know. being like <laughs> You thought she was a virgin? Well, turns out she's a fucking slut. Well, I don't know if anybody said it quite like that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think anybody ever pulled me aside and made a scandal out of it. Uh, but, Whatever. Just let me live in the story. <sighs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, all right. So, yeah, I, I mean, I was exposed to pornography probably too young, you know, like our friends you know we had like we we like we had a secret stash our friends had secret stashes we it was like a lending lo- library system sure. you know we all let each other borrow stuff we would we would watch porn at my house Beautiful. like before mom came home stuff like that so i was familiar with sex by the time <laughs> i had it i <laughs> i had seen the poses i've heard of warrior one and shavasana (laughs) so so, fallen triangle yeah yeah so oh (laughs) fallen triangle yes yes flip rock star flip that triangle into a rock star yep yep and that's what i tried to do my first Mm, time was uh it's not good (laughs) so, so yeah we were her and i had like a date or something and then was she your girlfriend yeah okay yeah yeah and I said, well, my mom is probably in bed by now. Like, we can go to my house. Oh, risque. So like, I, I want to say it was August, but it, I think it was probably more like July or whatever. But it was oh, hot. I was going to say, it's all hot. Hot summer. We we had one air conditioner in our house sometimes. Sometimes we used it. Sometimes we didn't. But we were a fan household. Sure. So there's Us fans too. running in every room of the downstairs. Which is good, actually. I don't know. It was so. I just remember it being so so hot. I just mean in terms of noise. Yes, but yes. Well, heat. There, no. There was the white noise, but I also I wanted to know if there was movement upstairs because it was my mother and my sister. Oh yeah, both home upstairs. And wow, you, you'd bolt. been in that house. It's yeah. a small small house. Uh, so we're trying to do it in the living room. Oh my god. On the couch. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. <laughs> I've got a condom, but I don't know how to use condoms yet. And like, where'd you I, get it? I can't remember. It, yeah. I can't remember. Like if, I, if it was a store purchase. Okay. Uh, that's a great question. I don't know uh, if it's a great question. Just wondering. <laughs> I wish, and I wish someone in sex ed would have said like early on, like, all right, you got, cause we all learned you have to use condoms. Right. But like, I wish they said like, and you got to lube them up real good. Yeah. You got to spit in them, use some lube, <laughs> whatever you need to do, inside and outside. Yeah. Make it as slippery as possible. Sure. Uh, but they're not talking about pleasure in sex ed. They're talking about like safety, safe, but yeah. kind of like kind of not really. Yeah. So and then with the fans and all that moving air, it was like it was dry. It was <laughs> it was not a. It was not a lubricated. Well, I think it was a lubricated condom, but uh, yeah, I just remember. And I also didn't know anything about like going down on a girl at sure. that point. I don't even think I, I, I don't think I did. At that point, we were doing a lot of 
there was a lot of fingering going on for oh months, sure yeah you know? high school you're just getting your fingers in there yeah i don't think i'd ever up to that point i'd never uh and for a long time after actually i never orgasmed like in during our hookups or mm. uh or during like that time like a dry sex. hand job yeah like i no. just never Who's coming from that yeah, I I did not know how to actually enjoy myself during sex. Um but the what I remember about that night with her was just thinking, all right, it's happening. I'm going to do it all. So I was like <laughs> so What does that mean? I was like, let's try it like this where I'm on oh, top of you. Oh my god. Let's try it like that. I remember bringing her in the dining room. I'm like, just lay on this table on your back and I'm going to stand like this. Oh, my <laughs> God. Trying to recreate everything I'd seen for years now in the film. You're like, what you're going to want to do is try every <laughs> single yeah. pose. Yes. And we're talking about rapid fire, yes. too. Like one yes. after the other. You do a couple pumps onto the next pose. <laughs> I'm like... Is it comfortable for you if I grab your ankles? <laughs> like this. I want to pretend I am driving a tractor. Okay. All right. Now. Which apropos. This a lot one, of tractors. This one life. is called reverse cowgirl. All you need to do. You have like a and, visor. <laughs> you're going to want to turn around. Okay. There's a clipboard with diagrams. I'm checking them off. I'm like, okay, time for doggy. Just bend over. <laughs> you know, like a dog. All right, got it. <laughs> but this whole time, I'm fighting against a, like a brittle, dry piece of plastic. <laughs> brittle. That is just like, just feels horrible uh, on me. It must feel horrible on her. No, I'm sure it was great. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it was great. I, I, it was, again, it's so hot in there. Nothing and keeps like, you wet just like jumping from position to position. Yeah. And it was just, uh, I, I think the only thing that was exciting about it for me was like, okay, this is finally done with. Like, I don't have to sure. obsess about when is this going to happen. Yes. I finally did it. Uh, and, and yeah, neither one of us climaxed in any way yeah like how it, does it come to conclusion it, I, I cannot remember it probably you just ticked all the boxes of all the boxes yeah. like well we got do. we got these five beginner ones in we'll we'll come back I next feel week pretty good <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah and and i think uh yeah i just drove her home um what was i gonna say yeah i drove her home and then i went to a party at my friend elena's house and I remember telling Elena and Doug in the kitchen, I was like, I just came from my house where I just did it, you guys. Guys. And it was like, like we had like a little like celebration, the three of us, uh, hugs all around. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, that girlfriend, I, I, I never, I, I, yeah, like I wish, I wish, I wish there was sex ed for like, here's how you. Not only do it safely, but here's how you consider your partner. Here's like what might feel nice for them. Here's how you can explore God each other's forbid. bodies. Uh, yeah, I, and I, I'm, I, you know, I regret like that. Then I went to college, and we kind of did this thing of like she was younger, she was a year younger, she was had one more year of high school, and we did this thing of like, all right, I guess we'll like not be together, but maybe we can hook up like over Thanksgiving or whatever, and like. We had all these like on again, off again moments, and uh, did the sex get better? No, and that like we, <laughs> we like, yeah, we tried again, and I was awkward again. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I was sharing with you. It took me until like that first college girlfriend yeah. I had, where she taught me like, this is what's fun. This is this feels good. Like this. And, Thank God for her. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And that was awesome. That was like one of the best summers of my life, you know? Like, uh, You're like, wait, it's supposed to be like this? Yeah. So, yeah, that my my virginity story is. And, and if it was her virginity story, she's got a bad one to tell people. Um, Who knows? Who knows what her take on the whole thing is? I mean. It doesn't sound like you did anything disrespectful. 
Yeah, I I guess I just uh I wish I would have um I don't know. I I I guess communicated more or like not sure. been so like this is what I'm wanting to get out of mm. it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but that's all you've ever been taught, too, is like at that point in yeah, life, yeah. you know, not to let you off the hook, but that is very much like what our society is conditioned yeah. to believe. Yeah. Um, what else? What else is in there? I Yeah. I don't know. Um, so then it was like, OK, I guess we're both done. So. We'll just put our clothes on and yeah. I'll drive you home. I, I wonder if I did the thing because I did this a lot with different situations that were uncomfortable. I'd be I probably might have said, oh, I think I heard someone upstairs. We should go mm. or like like pulled the ripcord somehow, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I remember being on a date with a girl who I we were like hooking up in the woods and I all of a sudden got like scared or whatever. And I was like. I, I actually got to go and I like drove her home and then went home. Like <laughs> I, I just had a lot of anxiety around this stuff. I mean, uh, I don't think you're alone in that as a 18 year old boy or whatever. I think that's a lot more common than anybody lets on. Yeah. You know, cause we're not talked to about these things in a way that's actually like helpful. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, it's, it's like so vague. You know, and I think there's a lot of pressure, at least in, you know, heteronormative scenarios, because gay people aren't talked to about anything. They're yeah. just shamed. So especially right now, don't even get me started. Um, But there's an idea of like performance that has to take place on the men's side, the yeah. boys side. That's like. Yeah, it's very like you should just be able to do this yeah. and do it and like know how to do it and 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 the effect of porn on that is yes, like deep. really there's so many problems with that cuz yes. and now it's like the level of access these young people have toward it and uh most porn the woman is pretty much an object uh and um I mean, I suppose it was back then, too. And I, I yeah, I, I was just like doing things to her. You know, it wasn't with the idea of like, I got to get this done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was great. Thank you for sharing. How, how about you? How Thank did... you for sharing. You're welcome. I rollerbladed here. Um, <laughs> um well, my story is pretty different. <laughs> And I think you, you know it. I've told you this, but, um, I too later in my teen years, not, not for lack of trying. Mm -hmm. Um, I had two boyfriends senior year of high school that did not want to fuck me. Mm -hmm. I, you know, that was really confusing to me because society has told me all they want to do is fuck. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. Let's take care of this. <laughs> You're like on the bed. It was leg, very much legs wide open. <laughs> I don't know. They've freaked out. Um, but I a similar mentality of like, I just want to get this taken care of and done. Mm -hmm. Like, and I never had any. I think I just was always like a very sexually curious person from like a very young age. And uh but didn't have a lot of experience, like had my first kiss when I was like in eighth grade and then nothing mm -hmm. until senior year of high school, which was like a great um, point of shame and embarrassment for mm -hmm. me that like I had all of these years of just like never making out, never hooking up, like hookup, 90s hookup culture, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, you, did you guys hook up? Mm -hmm. um, and then I finally had a boyfriend, senior year of high school, and yeah, um, didn't want to fuck, so <laughs> we did everything else, you know, like as best we could, I mm -hmm. suppose. And then we broke up. I had like a quick, like summertime romance right before I went off to college, and I'm like, okay, finally, 
let's fucking take care of this before yeah. I set sail to college. Him either. Not wow. not ready. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I thought 18-year-old boys wanted to have sex. What is happening? Um, so yeah, I went to college a virgin, which I hated wow. and did not want. I don't think I ever really thought of it that way for you. Really? But yeah, getting to college as a virgin feels like so much pressure. It was so frustrating. Especially because I had two people like in my sights. Do you think they thought, well, I can't have sex with her because then she's going to want to get all serious. Like, was it a commitment? I think with the first one, yes, because he very shortly after broke up with me. Yeah. And I think he just like wigged out. But he had already told me he loved me, which is why I was like, all right, like we've been dating a couple months. We're saying we love each other, which, of course, is like all preposterous at like 17, 18 years old in high school. but. I'm like, we're right on track. Let's get this taken care of, yeah. you know? And then he was like, whoa, 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 what? And broke up with me a couple days later. Um, which, that's not traumatizing at all. When you, like, tell someone you're ready to have sex with them and they're like, no! And, like, mm. run. Not cool. Um, and then the next one, I don't know. I think maybe we'd only been, you know, it was like a very brief, like summer romance thing. And they were both virgins, too. So, I mean, I think that there was like an element of just like fear and intimidation that like we don't permit boys, young men to have. It's like, you must want this. Like, what are you talking about? You know? Um, So I, yeah, I went to college a virgin. And then at that point, I was like, well... I don't want to just like randomly fuck somebody. So then I was sort of set on like, let me wait until I actually am dating somebody, mm. which um, didn't happen until sophomore year of college. I started dating somebody seriously who did not go to my college. And it was very like, you know, dramatic and sorted. And like, I met him at a party visiting another friend in Boston and he was like no guy I'd ever met before (laughs) turns out bipolar alcoholic that's Mm. right I had not met anyone like him before and uh but very like interesting smart complicated person so I was like this is it yeah um then we didn't talk again then he ended up coming up to my school to my surprise with this friend that I had been visiting because his brother went to my college. There was like this connection. They come and visit. Oh my God, this guy. Like we spend a whole weekend together. We end up going to Montreal. Like sweeps you off your feet. Yes. I'm like, it felt like a very surreal, like in the movies, kind of like, this is the person I've been looking for sort of thing. Mm. Cause I was not meeting these dudes at my college. And, um, So then we decided to start dating after this like whirlwind romance. And I was like, okay, I'm going to. But the sex didn't happen in Montreal or during that exciting weekend? Just hooking up. Just hooking up. Um, What does hooking up mean? Making out? Making out, finger play. You're touching his penis? Sure, yeah. Under the pants? Yeah, yeah. Not not kissing, not smothering the penis (laughs) with kisses. I don't know. Maybe I did. I don't really remember. New producers, you'll have to refer back to episode <laughs> 20 or so. I mean, hooking up to me is like maybe some clothes are still on, but like privates are being touched. I think these days, hooking up means anal. Oh, God. For the kids. Well, then I've never hooked up a day in my life. Well, I'm saying in the 90s, hooking up was making out. Sure. You know, first, That's what I'm saying, phase. according to kids now. No. Yeah. So, anyways, cut to. We decide we're having a we're going to have a long distance relationship from Boston to Burlington, Vermont, which is about a three, three hour and a half tour. hour drive. And I have a friend with a car who's like generous enough to just like lend me his car whenever I want to drive to Boston. And then he was coming up to Vermont. But anyway, so I make we make our first plan post whirlwind romance weekend. I'm going to go to Boston, visit, stay with him for a weekend. I don't really fucking know this person. Like, I've, like, I plan on, like, going there and staying with him at his apartment. I've met him twice, technically. Like, don't really know him. I'm just, in retrospect, I'm like, I'm just going to go drive to Boston and stay with this fucking stranger for a weekend in an apartment with, like, other male roommates I don't know. Whatever. Um, 
and I kind of knew I was like, I'm going to have sex this weekend. This like, is this it. is it. I'm, this is, it's happening. It's go time. Um, but also being a girl and a woman. So you're like 20. 19. 19. Um, and I, I think he was 20. He was a year older than me. Um, and I knew for sure that he had had sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like not a question. I had not told him I was a virgin, mm. which is a whole like we could spend a whole episode on like the cultural construction of virginity and like mm-hmm. giving your virginity to someone, which like that all that nonsense needs to stop. Yeah. It's like so fucking stupid. I'm whatever the opposite is of that fascination. I'm like, yeah, I want somebody who like knows what the fuck they're doing and they, and they like doing it. Yes. And they've done it a lot and they're dirty and Filthy. exactly like i want experience yeah. okay which i think is why i was like i wanted i'm an experiential learner mm-hmm. always have been always will be okay and i was like i need to have this experience but like there is all this stuff that i was never worried about being called a slut or anything like yeah. that it was more like oh god like they're gonna know i'm a virgin like how yeah. embarrassing so any, and also, the couple times we've been together, very drunk, doing drugs. Yeah. like So that's like a part of the story also. So I drive to Boston with two of my girlfriends. They go stay with other friends that they know. I stay with him for the weekend. <laughs> I arrive at his doorstep. And he's like, oh, I have a surprise for you. I'm like, oh, okay. And he is making hallucinogenic mushroom tea. <laughs> Okay, so that's the surprise out the gate. He's making us mushroom tea. He is a gentleman. (laughs) This is the third time I'm seeing him. I'm seeing his apartment for the first time, which is like a shithole in Alston, Massachusetts, just like where everybody that goes to BU and other schools lives. Yeah, wait, was was he a college student? Yeah, he went to BU. Okay. Um so he's he's brewing and steeping the tea. And I've done hallucinogens at this point, but still, like, it's a little scary. And also, like, I am the type of person when I would trip, I, like, needed the elements to be precise and exact. Like, I want the right people. I want the right space. I want, like, an escape hatch. Yeah. And you're, you're, like, across state lines at this point. (laughs) I'm across state lines. I don't have anybody I know with me other than this guy that I've met a few times. He loves a good mushroom trip. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, so we drink the tea. And also, if you don't know this, tea hits you very quickly because you're drinking it. So as opposed to eating mushrooms where digestion has to take place to, like, hit you. Do you need a moment? No, we're good. Okay. Um, So it hits you fast. Second part of the surprise. Got us Paula Poundstone tickets. Oh, that was the same night. He's gotten us tickets to go see the illustrious comedian Paula Poundstone. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm on the T, a.k.a. the subway. The mushrooms are beginning to take hold en route to Paula Poundstone. (laughs) Have you ever heard anything so fucking ridiculous in your life? You were were taking a train to Pound Town with a pit stop (laughs) at Poundstone. That's good, hon. It was ridiculous. Like, it was so out of body. Like, what is going on, right? And I'm in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to lose my virginity, but am I going to lose it tonight? Like, is this the vibe? So we get to the show. I couldn't tell you anything about it other than the fact that I was fucking tripping my fucking face off and all i remember what venue was it do you remember i think it was some must have been a theater show it was some yeah it was definitely a theater it was something i think it was like a berkeley college of music Mm. space um and i just remember some like there was like one person's laughter that my mind just like hooked on to and that was like all i could hear yeah and I was also so scared of looking at my boyfriend 
like because his like face is like morphing. I was so afraid his face was gonna be like melting or, or something. It was gonna be Paula Poundstone. Or it was gonna face. be Paula Poundstone sitting right next to me. Like just, I was so scared that the elements were gonna turn on me. So I just like not moving, like staring straight ahead and just like focusing on this laughter the whole time. And by the time the show was over, I think. I like had come down significantly and then we ended up like going to like a friend's dorm that we knew and I wasn't like really tripping as much anymore. And I was like, okay, like we got, we got through it. Yeah. We end up smoking weed, drink, you know, still getting fucked up, whatever, go back to his apartment. And then I'm like, okay, it's time. (laughs) Give me that mushroom dick. (laughs) The stage has been and now like, I'm ready for loving. And I was like, I was not tripping the way that I had been earlier because I was sort of like, do I want to do this right now? You know, like I did ask myself that and I was like, I think I'm like sober enough to like want to do this and be aware of it or whatever. And uh, so, yeah, we're like close off and, and it's like, you know, we're in an apartment, which I lo- like there's nobody. We don't have to deal with any adults yeah, there's no, snooping around. Nobody's upstairs. This is his own pad. We don't got to worry about the it. roommates were not home. Who knows? I, who knows? So, yeah, we're un- unclothed, rolling around in the bed. And I'm just like, just so you know, I'm a virgin. Mm. And he's like. Oh, like, that's a big deal, Ross. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, it isn't really like it just hasn't happened yet. Like, so let's make it happen, you know. And he was like attributing all this like deep connection to it. And like, I was sort of like, "Uh uh-huh, like eye roll. (laughs) Like, it's not like, yes, like I'm excited it's you. But like, let's not act like it's some big fucking deal, you know, like. I've done everything else, okay? Like, like, I'm not just, some inexperienced little twit. Yeah, and you're like, just do it. There's going to be more after you, so move it <laughs> along. <laughs> exactly. Let's keep this motor running. <laughs> um, but, you know, because of that, he was, and I think because he was, like, falling for me, it was like he was gentle and it was good and whatever. And I had had enough experience at that point, too, that it, like, wasn't painful mm-hmm. and, like, Because these are all these things that you like hear and worry about. Like, are you going to bleed? Is it going to hurt really bad? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I had done enough stuff at that point. I'd ridden enough horses, literally Mm -hmm. and figuratively, uh, that it wasn't like some Yeah, I mean, you you broke your hymen on a Raymore and Flanagan (laughs) couch. Probably, yes. 15 years earlier. Yes, exactly. Producers refer back to episode 30 <laughs> to hear about Ross reverse cowgirling a couch oh my God. as a child. Um. So, and then it was like fuck fest for the weekend. Oh, yeah. Fuck fest. That was what we called my, yeah, I had the summer I lost my once, virginity. Once the Band-Aid's been ripped off. Yeah, my, my family went on a vacation of or like a church trip i think so i had my girlfriend over a few times and my my buddies <laughs> called it fuck fest 99 <laughs> and i and i didn't have the heart to say well it's actually really bad sex and i have no idea what i'm doing <laughs> and know. we've only done it like two or three more times so it's not much of a fest but sure fuck fest 99 that's me oh my god i just went with it i'm trying to remember too like so i spent the whole weekend there and then drove back and i was like yes Yes, <laughs> I did it. You're just like playing like uh, 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 salt and pepper on blast. Which track? Um, Let's talk about sex. Le- no, uh, uh, <laughs> no, not even the track you think. Oh, push it real good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, like we were in love, like. And it was dramatic and romantic. And I do think we actually like did have good sex from time to time. Yeah. Um, well, anybody in a, like, if you're getting fucked by somebody in a manic state, <laughs> it's pretty hot. Yes. And he was like as troubled as he was. He was like a considerate, compassionate lover. Yeah. Uh, from what I remember anyway. Um. And yeah, he was like, so it was like 
I lost my virginity to him and then he was the only person I slept with until I was 21. Wow. Yeah. You never had a hookup with him later in life? I did. I did, actually. Um, He... What happened? Did I sleep with him then? No, I don't think I did. He so I studied abroad my senior year of college after a very tumultuous breakup. And he had been cheating on me and sleeping with all kinds of people. The like, first guy. Yes. The yeah, second. yeah, oh. yeah. Like this boyfriend I lost my virginity to. He like started cheating on me like very early on. Mm-hmm. I found out and I mean I mean you're he was across... a bipolar alcoholic and we were in a long distance relationship. Yeah, you're across state so. lines, like But you know, this was like this felt like my very first like serious love losing my virginity. I was like devastated mm. and he like confessed to it to me too. Like he felt bad about it, but we just didn't have the tools to like navigate that yeah. obviously. And then I studied abroad senior year after a terrible breakup. He was fully manic. He had already gotten a plane ticket to come to Amsterdam to visit me there while I was studying abroad. And by the time he came, I was already dating this other person, mm. but it wasn't like we'd never talked about the exclusivity of it yeah, all. Yeah. And, um, we did hook up, but not have sex. And he had already like started dating somebody and like traveling with this like German girl, like while he was wow. there mania fully, yeah. you know, like he was like starting a new life and then like ended up, you know, coming back to the States or whatever. Um, but when I moved to New York in 2004, we hung out and like when I was living in Park Slope and we had sex. And at that point I had like slept with a bunch, not a bunch, but I like, I was experienced. You're like, you want to see how far I've come? (laughs) Yes. And I was like, oh, this is great. Like we already know how this works with each other. We're not expecting anything more than what this is. Yeah. And he, in a very melodramatic fashion. The next morning was like, I don't ever want to just like fuck you. And like, the, he's like well, attaching he, all this meaning. Yeah. To he like regret, like, I don't know if he regretted, but he like didn't like that we were just like having sex out of the yeah. context of like being these, this former passionate. You're like, well, guess what? I'm a slut. Got you good. <laughs> I, I was like, what you mean? That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> So and, you've always sort of trended toward non-monogamy then, it sounds like. Like, if you're like, you were sort of comfortable hooking up with him and the Amsterdam situation and... Uh, I, I don't know. And it seems like you were forgiving of him cheating on you. Uh, I was. Yeah, we moved past that. Um, he did also, he like took me to California after doing that to like meet his brother, his gay brother and his brother's husband and that was like my first time to san francisco and he like paid for the whole thing as some like grand gesture of like i'm sorry for what i did um so there yeah there were all these like bizarre i mean that whole relationship was just like riddled with like bizarre well he he does have a happy ending we don't have to get into specifics but yes he's, he's doing really well he's doing great after many years of like i actually saw him for dinner when we were broken up. Oh, secret. You know, I loved that. Like, like connecting with old flames to be like, how things. I know. I have that you wanna urge. Fuck? I, <laughs> yeah. Would you have fucked him? Do you think? If he had not been deeply disturbed and like going through it, like uh-huh. I very quickly came to my attention that I was having dinner with somebody who was like, not well on the brink. Yeah, like he was like just coming out of like homelessness and oh, stuff. I, th- I thought he was doing really well. By now then. he is, yeah. but back then, no, he was still like dealing with all of his demons and stuff, yeah. and was like, like telling me how he had very recently been on the street and like thought he was the Messiah, and I was like, oh, we can't fuck. Mm. <laughs> but don't you want to fuck a god? <laughs> I already had, you know, yeah. according to that. But anyways, that's off the virginity story. But like, just I feel like how it all started for me is telling of like where I've ended up, you know, like it wasn't like a classical, like lose your virginity in a sweet manner kind of way. It was like, go trip your balls off, go to a weird comedy show and then be like, I think I'm ready to fuck what you think. (laughs) 
pound stone to pound town. Yeah, baby. The Ross Aaron Martino story. It's, it's, it's the local train. There's going to be a trip. Uh, wow. Oh my what God. an epic tale. It is epic. It is I, epic. I wish I could revisit old flames and like show them how I've improved. <laughs> Like, you're always you just want to be a good boy yeah i'm a good boy yeah. i've stepped my game up yeah i'm a i can i can do it i know how to <laughs> i'll make it everyone much, i'm here to tell you he can do it I'll make it much more slippery this time Ooh. anyway slippery when what <laughs> uh, uh and you know now we're just a couple of old married sluts yeah slutting it up rollerblading and crying in shavasana you know yeah but yes that guy is doing so much better now he's sober he's like taking care of his mental health uh he actually like made amends to me some years later like i'm i could not be happier for him that he like got better he found he like lives out of the country he's a carpenter like He's yeah. like doing what he needs to do to like feel good and take care of himself. And I'm like very, very happy for him. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. The, my first girlfriend uh, is a family woman. I think she has three children. Holy shit. Lives in the South. I, I think last I knew um, her oldest is I think she probably has like an 18 year old child. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I remember. When, I guess that's normal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't keep close in touch with them, but, um, there's been some Facebook interaction over sure. the years, uh, a, a very kind person. And, uh, I hope he's doing great. That's nice. Right. Like at yeah. least the people that we like had these first interactions with, we have no ill will. They were like, yeah, good people. Yeah. They're doing well now. That's all yeah. I want. I, I, I mean, I, it's. Everybody has a losing their virginity story, but then, yeah, like the, the people who, where it's like, what, what's the first time you had good sex? That's like a whole other story. It's a very different you know? story. And whole other cast of characters and personalities. And, uh, I know that person for me, I believe last I heard is, is now, uh, married to a woman. So good for her. She taught me how to you have can't get away sex. from us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She taught me how to have good sex, and I made her leave men in general. Let's not act like you had so much power. That kind of power. No. Nope, nope, nope. The nope. arrogance. The arrogance of a cis white straight male. If only we all had a dash, you know? The mm. world would be a better place. <laughs> well, that was today's Hot Topics. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed our long, long rant in the beginning and then seamlessly segueing yeah. into our hot topics. And hey, producers, if you have a suggestion for a topic in the future, please do send us a line. And, also, and we'll consider it. Please, if you want to share your virginity story yeah. on our social meds, feel free. Like yeah. once we post this episode, write in the comments. Let us yeah. know on who.cares.podcast on Instagram or find us on Apple Podcasts and you can like put a little teaser in there at the end too. Wow. Yeah. That's let a good us, idea. Let us know. Yeah. Right? Connect. Yeah, let's connect, connect, producers. All right, hun. Love you. Love you. Bye. Love you all. Love you all. Bye. Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bang. Bing, <laughs> <laughs>